said he's just a friend. Welcome back everybody to a brand new edition of Getting Color right here on the Big Vito brand, Twitch and Anchor. I am Virtue being joined live. We're recording this live during WWE Elimination Chamber. Big Vito LaGrasso, what's up? It's the BIGV from the LOG coming to you from the 813. And in case you're not hip with that shit, 813 is Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Super Bowl champs, you know what I'm saying? And I'm being a Tampa boy and everything. Former Nick, former rapper, former shaker, baker, candlestick maker, former Kuna. You know what I mean? I did it all. You know, but in the past week, I was a former doctor. You know, if you happen to catch the catch the latest with uh, Mr. or Mrs. So, I mean, you know, I'm getting there. I'm making prognosis. I'm diagnosing. I'm doing some stuff. I'm going to see what I could be next week. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a variety of things. I'm trying to get my lawyer's degree. I don't know how that's going to turn out, but, you know, I've done some things. I've been the judge of some things, and uh, maybe we could work something out, David. David, what do you got for me this week? I know you've been hyped. i got to say, everybody, David is looking magnificent this week. You know, he got he got the $20 tip from the now, Big Vito brand. He went and got a, a barbacar fuzz. Everything is looking good. The beard is on point. And uh, just before we get started, I noticed that you uh, uh, you had to uh, you know do the ladies in no DQ. What was up with that? Because I don't like being on the regular prediction show with Aaron for the pay per views. They take them too seriously. So we, we're more like laid back when it's his woman, Caitlin, her friend Aaron. So that's why I like to join them for the predictions and previews. And we're still hanging our own, getting some decent views. People like the. Check it out for the chicks and why? I mean, if you had a choice to be in a video with Aaron Rift and company, right? Or girls, what would you do? Now, the girls. Now, it being Caitlyn is now the new boss of No DQ. Is she racking in likes? Do people digging her style? You know, do we have like gifts going to her Amazon? Like, you know, what's going on? What's the inside scoop? I don't know if they have an Amazon thing set up, but I think any of the super chats on their live videos over on YouTube, I think that's all because they know it's going to Caitlin eventually. Like, so they don't they don't treat Aaron Rift to those donations. No, that's strictly that's for Caitlin. Hey, go buy yourself some nice jewelry. You know? Yeah, I could tell she's lacking in some departments. I mean, but you know, Aaron Rift's song is you know when a man loves a woman. You know <laughs> what I mean? And he forgot everything. He forgot everything. You know what I mean? And I mean, Caitlin, you know, she's doing it. Hey, I did happen to see she was a dancer and she did some dancing that was very good. Yeah. Well, where's Aaron Rift in these videos? She like, that's the money shot right there. We need to see Aaron Rift dancing with his woman. No, bro, that ain't happening. He's over there with his cats, his nature, you know, rubbing two <laughs> sticks together, trying to get some heat. I mean, it's not happening. It's just not happening. All right, David, enough with Aaron Rift and Caitlin. Let's get to the nitty-gritty of what our show is about, getting color, all the hip-hop news, go. So since we're watching Elimination Chamber Live, let's just talk a little bit about what, what's so far this show. They did the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match first. A lot of the indie darlings in it, like Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, um, who else do we got? Kevin Owens. So ultimately, ultimately, Daniel Bryan won the match, and of course, just like I figured it would, he was all beat up and exhausted. Then Reigns came out because Reigns was to face the winner for his title tonight. Reigns ended up 
they did a little false alarm at the beginning where Daniel Bryan locked him in the yes lock. But ultimately, Reigns won. He beat him. And then after the match, this was the setup. Edge comes out and spears Reigns and points to the WrestleMania sign. Kind of very predictable, uh, but we knew it was going to be spear versus spear. Th any thoughts on that? Well, we knew somebody was doing the job for Edge, so they happened to pick Daniel Bryan. None of that match meant anything to me. I did not care for it. I did not like it. It just was the same old, same old that you see on SmackDown. They bunched everybody together. What did Cesaro do in this match? He was in it quite a bit. I mean, he did all of his stuff, and he was taking all the bumps, and he got eliminated. You know, a lot of people thought he was going to be one of the final two, but it came down to Jay versus Daniel Bryan, and Bryan won. So Cesaro was like the workhorse of the match. He probably did the most in it. He was in it early on, so he, he basically carried the match, but ultimately didn't get anything. Now, right now, if everybody's looking at a monitor, right, we see Bobby Lashley, Morrison, and the, the bro in there. Riddle. That's a great segue, Vito. That's a great you, – you, I'm glad – see how you did that? You almost knew this topic was going to come up about Matt Riddle. I'm telling you, I got my – I'm on point this week, guys. I'm on point. I'm on wrestling point. Now, being that we're talking about Matt Riddle and he's just got taken over by Bobby Lashley. Now, you have some news about Riddle. Why don't you go ahead and share that with the people? So we know Riddle's outspoken. He's a former UFC fighter. He's not there anymore because of pot – that's They basically kicked him out several years ago. At one point, he held the record for most strikes landed, either landed or thrown in a match. So he was a striker. Right. Um, he, had a, he had a winning record. You know, real fighting's tough. Like, you can't really judge uh, people on, on wins and losses unless they kind of fall apart like Conor McGregor seems to have, where he's lost a couple and Ronda Rousey did. But ultimately... Riddle has a big mouth. He's called out Brock Lesnar in the wrestling business where you're supposed to respect people. He's called out Goldberg. And now he's calling out any wrestlers of the past saying, we today, our gener his generation, the modern generation, we are more intelligent. Wow. I like Now, you know I like Matt Riddle because I like when he kind of, you know, I like that cocky, you know, pisses a lot of fans off. They don't like him because of the bro gimmick. But Oh, Vito, take it away. What do you think here, man? Very disrespectful to the guys who paved the way so that he can make a living and do this for a profession. Now, I'm not putting myself among the all-time greats, but I did pave the way also. And I started out in the WWF back in 1991, and I paid my dues. Now, if he was to come in the dressing room back then with all these guys with monsters, they, they were men, men bodies, men power. He would, I, they wouldn't care how tough he was in the UFC. He'd get his ass handed to him. There is no respect, but do you know what it is? There's none of the old guard in the dressing room to represent and defend the honor of wrestling. And they let it go because they say it's passe. But, I mean, it's very disrespectful. And, you know, the one person I am very ashamed of when I have to say this, you know, Vince McMahon has come full circle in this business, and you can't take away from his success. But when your father broke you in the business, there was a certain way that you did things. It was a handshake. You saw business. Yes, he changed the industry of WrestleMania. You give him that, right? He yep. conquered all these, these things to be a great businessman. But... The, the honor and the code of being a pro wrestler 
and being the business, there's got to be some dignity and pride. And there is, it's nothing in the WWE dressing room. Another thing I noticed was um, Seth Rollins, right? Now, he supposedly wrote a letter to the dressing room how insulting it was for him not to be honored and recognized when he went back to SmackDown. Imagine writing a letter in, let's say, let's say WCW, because I was in their dressing room during the heyday, right? Yep. And you had Flair, you had Funk, you had Piper, you had Hogan, you had Macho, you had DDP, you had Sting, you had Nash, you had uh, Scott Hall, you had Larry Sabisco, you had all these guys who were there. And imagine him writing a letter saying, I need to be respected. The Steiner, Steiner, Goldberg, right? Yeah. Imagine him walking in there and saying this to these guys. What do you think he would do? He couldn't walk in the dressing room back then. He wouldn't even be invited for a golf match. I, that's just the way it is. He doesn't look like a wrestler. Now, let me play devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate here, Vito, with Riddle. He's doing this stuff publicly through interviews and Twitter. You know how social media blows up. Does he really, like, we don't necessarily know 100%. Does he have the respect backstage that we don't necessarily see, but he's doing this in the public to get this heat? Even though he's a, but he's a baby face, so, but, like, do you really think he doesn't have this respect? I don't think so, because okay. Goldberg is, you know, acknowledging him in this way. Brock Lesnar acknowledged him in this way. Seth Rollins busted his eye open. Because he doesn't like him. I want to know how many other wrestlers are going to take, you know, take liberties. You know, he might be yeah. a tough kid and everything. I, you know, I'm not going to say nobody's tough. You know, everybody's tough in their own right. But there are some guys in there who can go. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into a fist fight or something, gets his ass him. Yeah, stay tuned with this. And will it ever mean anything for him? Will, will he ever get that match with Goldberg or Lesnar? I doubt not, at, not at this rate, but... Um, Can you... Now, you know, we, we'll bring up... You mentioned Goldberg, right? He just yeah. lost to Drew McIntyre. Was he in shape? No. Did he have... The, did he look like Goldberg? No. If he knew he was going to fight Matt Riddle, <laughs> and he had a couple months to prepare, like he did for his title run against Brock Lesnar, do you think it would be the same thing? I don't think so. Yeah, he'd probably come out looking like 1998. Right. Now, Brock Lesnar, right, we haven't seen him. We don't know what he looks like. You know, he's probably out there, beefy yeah. and everything. But if Brock Lesnar had to fight this kid, right, what do you think Brock would do? Train. I mean, he'd, he'd do what he needs to do to get there and, and kick ass. I mean, he's a lean. He looks like he's about 220 at the most. I'm watching him right now. Yeah, he's he is a thin. He's definitely a thin dude. I mean, he's tall and lanky, but he, he's got like the Nakamura, where they're just skinny. They're thin. They're like lanky, like but I see him running around trying to do all the stuff. But if he had to be believable going against a big guy and doing this stuff, I don't think it would be believable. Yeah, that's a good point. I you know I've been giving him a lot of benefit of the doubt because I I he came up through the Indies around here and. I saw him live a couple times, and this was after the UFC run. Um, met the guy. Of course, to, the, to me there, he didn't have this cockiness or whatever. So I, I might be giving him a longer leash than a lot of people. So we're definitely going to keep an eye on this and see if he does mature or if he just continues to do this and 
just fades off into mid-card obscurity. I, I don't think he's on the top of the card right now. And no. If I, had, if I had a guess tonight's outcome, he's the one who's going to get pinned during this match. Probably. Now, just so you know, Keith Lee was supposed to be in this match, right. and he was pulled for whatever reason. Morrison ended up winning a qualifier, so now Morrison is in this match. And you think we'll have to wait and see what happens here. And I don't think, and I don't think that Morrison is going to put him off, put, do the job. And right now it looks like they're trying to work an angle between Morrison and Bobby Lashley. He's yeah. Got, he's got the crutch from MVP. So, I mean, you know, guys, I'm just thinking that things can, uh, you know, liven up here. And uh, I don't, I don't just don't see Matt Riddle in the, in the, in the, Heavyweight picture. Well, I'll keep an eye on the TV and we'll see what happens. Now we got to talk about AEW for like ten minutes because All right, you know people go. love love their Wednesday night wrestling war. So the first thing before we get into the main topics that I brought up, uh, so Samuel Guevara. Now we know everything happened to him. He did not want to do that impact angle. I don't know the details on it. When I hear hearsay and rumors, like did he want to win a championship or were they going to have him job? So. You brought that up to me. I don't know if you have any more thoughts on Sammy Guevara. And then what was your other – you had another AEW topic as well or somebody yes, over there. Lar Lars Sullivan. Lars could – like people like AEW fans do not want him to go over there. Um, so thoughts on Lars and Sammy before we get into the main AEW topics. I got to tell you, you know, Sammy Guevara, you know, like I said, he's a young kid, you know, too much too soon. Hanging with Jericho, that limelight, the main event, all that stuff. Now, when you talk about going and doing the cross promotion where he's working for another boss, if you don't like something, okay, I can see. But from what I read and heard, he wanted to win the X Division title. And they said no. And bring it back to AEW. They definitely told him no. Because I don't think there's going to be inner title switches, not yet anyway. And if they did unify the title, I mean, they would have to pick the yep. most over guy and the biggest guy and the biggest draw. And, and I, I, I agree with you. Maybe he was in too quick with Jericho getting a lot of spotlight and not necessarily pay. You know, and, and they all say they pay their dues in the indies and stuff. But, like, for him just to not participate in whatever – you know, Tony Khan, the boss, and Jericho and Don Callis all had for him, that, that is kind of strange. You would think that he would just do it, right? Because, again, we talk about that respect and doing what, like, veterans, I don't know. That's just crazy with him. So we'll have to definitely monitor that right. and, and see if he stays off TV or if he comes back. Now, as far as Lars Sullivan go, yeah. you know, he's uh, – he guys, he is still – an untouched commodity. That guy is a heat-seeking missile. If somebody took him, put him in the biker stuff, let him be in that what he is, one tough, you know, mofo, right? Yep. In that gear, that's instant heat. Because nobody wants to see him be champion. Nobody see, what what it is with Lars, though, there's two things. I don't know if his mind is set for the business, so I don't even think if AEW 
said, hey, we'd like to work with you. I don't even know if he would. And the fan base, he had to definitely be a monster heel because, A, they don't really have – they've never pushed their big guys over there. All their big guys end up jobbing or losing. And AEW fans would hate this guy if he came there. Perfect prime opportunity for a monster heel, Vito. But I don't know if he's just meant for the wrestling business. Would you agree? I don't know, but if he had the right mentor – now, guys, follow That's a good point. If he had the right guy with him to talk to him during his matches to help him along, say if you had Lars Sullivan – in the leather chaps and the leather and his leather garb, and you had Vito in a dress come out together. Interesting. That's an explosive, explosive heat-seeking missile that nobody wants to touch. Feeding off his contract, dude. You got so many great ideas. Tony Khan and company, they need to get a hold of you, man. Add some in. Add some color to dynamite, man. Let me tell you something. If they put that together, right? And then they added um, the Nia Rose, right? Yeah, what we talked about. Vicky Guerrero. And they put the four of us together. That would be the new village people. Dude, I'd seriously do it. Do it. Hey, you we're sick of we're, we're sick of all these flip flopping flyers and wrestling yeah. matches. We need some sports entertainment. And soap opera, just a little bit, you know. And oh, by the way, breaking news: Matt Riddle is the new United States champion. All right, congratulations! And we have Nia Jack just coming out, lodging in life. Jesus Christ! Yeah, dude, she hasn't really had much on the TikTok scene this week, so we really don't have much to talk about. But uh, so yeah, so Lars Sullivan, we'll see if he ever shows back up in wrestling. But I think he's going to stay away for a while because. Just seems like he was so emotional. Anytime he had a, he was getting a push on TV, something pulled him away personally. But here's the big potatoes for Dynamite this week for AEW. Yeah. Ready for this? Sting. I could not believe my eyes when I saw him. Now it was safe. He took a nice flat back bump. He, he smacked his arms down. You know the whole routine, Vito. Took a power bomb from Brian Cage. Are you surprised on this bump? By Sting, uh, take it away. I mean, we were not, we we couldn't believe over on No DQ what was happening. We we never, and especially on TV, not like a pay per view. Guys, Sting is business, and if he thinks they can make money, and he trusts this Cage Kid, right? So he's not no rookie. He's not reckless, right? So. Just think about it. Now, if he goes against Team Taz, he beats this cage kid, that's a big get for Sting, right? So where does Sting go in the pecking order if he beats Brian Cage? Is there a match with Jericho? Which we all would like to see, right? Cody. You know that would be safe. Is there a match with the new the the uh, heavyweight champion, Kenny Omega? which people would like to see Sting be the next AEW heavyweight champion for TNT. We're talking TV ratings. So if Sting is the the champion, just like he was in WCW for TNT, doesn't that mean there should be some rating jumps? 
And right now, they're still floating around NXT, just a little bit above NXT in that Wednesday night crowd veto. It's still 1.5 million people. But, yeah, I mean, he took the bump. He took it. He's, You know, if Sting takes a bump like that after his condition, his neck injury, injury that he had on Wednesday nights, he's hoping it gets attention. He wants those ratings to go up. So he knows the game. So you know, I just want him to be safe. That's all. No, I, guys, you know what? If Sting wasn't sure he could do this, I'm sure at 60 years old he wouldn't be doing this. Right? Yeah. Now – like I said, TNT, ratings, former WCW champion. I mean, it, it it is very logical that they would push this and do this. Yep. Now, ready for this, Vito? Go ahead. The, the next title match at Revo AEW Revolution, Kenny Omega is going to defend the AEW world title against John Moxley and explode an exploding barbed wire match. This is going back to the I remember like Foley, Funk. Um, is this all Moxley can do? Like what what's your take on them doing this? Obviously for to get extra buys. I, I don't know if this revolution's a pay-per-view where people pay for it. I, that's what I assume. They did Mac they do matches like this in Japan, guys. Yeah. Where they have the exploding barbed wire, so it's not a foreign match to go for them. So when they have their last big hardcore all-out, you know, brawl, everybody thought it was too bloody, too much, too serious. Now you're bringing this in. This is a Japan thing. So with the with the Japan thing, right? You're talking like um, drawing better viewers and more people. So, I mean, guys, I mean, it's a wait and see to see how it goes. You know, if it works, hey, great. If it doesn't work and you got plan B, then I would say Moxley to win the title back. I don't know. I, I, I could see Kenny Omega being, a, like I said, a transition champion. Remember I said that. So if Sting was the next one on board to get the title. So that makes sense. So we'll see. I mean, it's again, it's Tony Khan trying to have a little bit of everything, and it's just Mox. It just seems like a lot of Moxley's matches have to have something hardcore in it, and um, maybe that's where he works at his comfort level. I don't know. I just wanted your thoughts on exploding barbed wire. Like I get that was a you know Japanese staple, but now it's an AEW, so we'll have to see how that plays out. Guys, in all the hardcore stuff I did, I never did barbed wire, never touched it. I never did thumbtacks, didn't need it. Yep. Never did exploding anything or fire or go through the table burning. That I didn't need to do any of those things because my stuff was believable. And you did it and you played hard and you knew how to use the toys. Doing all this extra stuff where you scar your body. Guys, it's ugly. It's, it's, that's not wrestling. You know what I mean? If it was a, um, an end of feud thing, yeah. like the I quit match or, you know, something, you know, something along those lines, I could see it maybe, but just to do it as a one-off, I don't know, guys. What's even crazier is when the indie guys do these death matches and scar that's themselves up. Box. 
for 20 bucks. That's yeah. horrible. And I tell guys all the, you know, there was a guy online on Facebook and he goes, yeah, brother, got to defend my title flying in Jersey. Yeah, going to do this cage match. I says, you're going to fly yourself into Jersey. Oh, no, brother, they're flying me in. Lie. They're paying you? Well, and you're going to do a cage match. What is the purpose? I'm going to defend my independent title. Yeah. What about work the next day? For twenty? That's what I'm saying. For twenty dollars? Wow. Yeah. You're a joke. It's just like holding your belt up at Disney like a mark. It makes me sick. You know, I can't stand it when these when these independent guys they do all these matches with flames and hardcore. What about whatever happened to wrestling? It's the name of the yep. game. And building up your character to try to get the big companies to say, wow, this guy's got a good personality. Let's get him on TV. No, you know, instead they want to, you know, do skewers in their head and you know, go through glass light bulbs. And, and nobody, nobody did hardcore. I, when they, when they rate the best hardcore champions in WCW history, they rate me in the top five, right? Yep. I say I'm the best one out of all of them, and I thought I was the best hardcore champion there. It was believable. I knew I knew what I was doing. I never hurt nobody. I, I it was it was tough wrestling. Yeah. And he did it correctly, right? People believed that I could kick ass. People believed I can kick two guys' asses. The people believed in it. But when you're doing all this extra stuff, it doesn't make it believable. It makes it look stupid. When Randy Orton, I, I even give you one better. When they were trying to prove Randy Orton was tough, right? And Randy Orton went into the thumbtacks one time. Yep. And one I time remember that. Just to prove he could take it. And Ric Flair was on the outside of the ring talking to him. His face sold everything because I guarantee those thumbtacks hurt like a bitch. Yeah. Just imagine getting one, guys, right? And everybody says, ow. Imagine getting 100. <laughs> Nuts. No, you, I enjoyed your style of hardcore, Vito, with the props and the garbage cans and the water cooler bottles and the crutches. and the that's, that's To me, that's the best. Not the bloody, let's cut you open and watch it bleed like a stuffed pig or stuck pig. You know, guys, there's a, there's a match on, on Facebook that, that was put up. It was me against Rob Van Dam in the, in the ECW arena, right? And when you look at it, we used the chair. We used it correctly, right? I caught him midair. I powerbombed him on the floor safely. I did things. We protected each other, right? You didn't see a stick of blood. You, you didn't miss a, a beat in the match, and it was a quality wrestling match where the fans were invested with SVK and RVD. Guys, we don't have that today. We, and, you know, and uh, Joey Styles, right, probably one of the best announcers put over that match. He said, Skullbomb crushes one big win away. The big movement stomp. Everything I did, he had an answer for. Yeah. To make look bigger than life. And I he he is right here with the main event is. And I was. If I would have won that match, 
the place would have became unglued. Dude, right? that was good times, man. It was good times. You talk about, you know, Virtual mentioned something about character, right? Now, there was a thing online, I think it was with No DQ, about Bobby, um, Bobby Lashley and Lana. And I wrote down in the chat, I said, you don't ever disrespect your family or your marriage for wrestling. Yeah, because they were saying how over it, it broke the internet. And when they were doing that angle, everybody was talking about it. And they were acting like this was a great thing. That's, I think, what that gist of that was, right? But when you have your wife kissing another man, and another man is grabbing her ass, another man is touching her breast, another man is fondling her, I don't care if it's TV or not. My wife is not doing that. And yeah. if you do it, you're disrespecting me. You disrespected your marriage. Now, when you talk about Lana and Rusev, right? That was a great combination. That was something you wanted to see every week. Mm -hmm. Rusev Day, Lana with the with the accent. You know, when they first came out, they were over and over. And because they made a mistake and they announced their relationship, that's when everything went downhill. Dude, and I missed like WWE missed opportunity there with Rusev. And Lana just being top stars in the company, just unbelievable. Now, Vito, I don't really, you know, I had this down as a topic, but I just, I'm looking down at it. I don't really want to talk about Bad Bunny. Do you have any thoughts? He took the 24-7 title. They put it on him, which we know is a joke. And he's got his little following. I guess he's a musician, you know, that the, this generation loves. He was on Saturday Night Live, which I don't feel has the same just as it used to back in the day, but this guy's a big deal, Vito, selling merch. Any quick thoughts on, on the Bad Bunny taking the 24-7 title on national television? I don't care about it. It is disrespectful to the wrestling business and the people who paved the way, especially when they put him in the same article as the famous Latino Spanish wrestlers. I believe they had um, the super medics. They had Carlos Colon. They had Carly Colon, Carlito. They had Eddie and his partner, right? I think they had Abdul the Butcher, and they had him. When did he become part of that heritage of great wrestlers? I know. Disrespectful. And then there are people like, oh... He's on there, for, you know, they do this for a reason. Look at all the merchandise that's sold. He's on Saturday Night Live. He's bringing in eyeballs. It's like, oh, but but is he really? Raw's still only doing 1.7 million people. Exactly. And you know what, guys? I got to tell you something. When there wasn't merchandise to be sold, wasn't wrestling better? Yeah. Yeah, when, when yeah. merchandise sold organically, like, but yeah, I, I agree. Right. When it wasn't commercialized, didn't you believe in wrestling? I don't watch it no more. I I, I swear to you guys, I, I have it on now because I have the TV right beside my computer. And Noel put it on for me so I can occasionally glance. That's how come we're doing it. I know Birch yeah. is doing the same thing. That's because we're doing a wrestling show. But if you ask me if I watch wrestling, the answer is no. It is not interesting. When I seen the card on SmackDown for the Elimination Chamber, I wrote down, it's garbage. It's the same stuff you see. There's nothing special about it. I just didn't, I, I don't find it interesting. And one thing that guys got, got me mad 
Everybody praises this kid Ricochet, right? Now, he complains about not having respect and all this other stuff. You are a great gymnast. You are not believable to be a hard-hitting wrestler. You are as athletic as I've seen. You have the best attributes to be to be that. Yeah. But to be a wrestler, you're too flippy, you're too jumpy. Doing 20 dives does not make you a wrestler. Yep. Oh, and he's a well, and he and he would say because I saw Jim Cornette kind of letting him have it on Twitter. Ricochet would say, "Well, I'm an artist, an artist." <laughs> but who are you beating? Yeah. Who are you beating? Who are you impressing? Or you're not believable enough. And if you, if I put Ricochet in there with say, Chavo Guerrero. That's, that's good. Now I would put my money on Chavo to win the match. Yeah, I would too. Pretty much anybody you put Ricochet in, in there with, I would pick the other guy. Right. And then if you had a match high-flying moves, if you pick Rey Mysterio, right, mm-hmm. or Dominic Mysterio, I'll put Dominic in there because he's up and coming, right, and he does some stuff. It's just not wrestling. It's just not what you believe in. You know where Ricochet should be, guys? You really want me to tell you? The circus. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not really desperate. He should be in the X division on Impact. He's oh, yeah. WWE. If they still, yeah, yeah. He's not WWE material. Everybody finds their niche and finds their spot in, in wrestling. He's just not their cup of tea. Now, if he was in NXT and he stayed down in NXT, he might have a position there where they appreciate that type of wrestling. But when you talk about the brand of wrestling of Raw and SmackDown, guys, he belongs on Impact. Yep. And I'm not disrespecting him. I said, he's a great athlete. He's an excellent gymnast. But as far as being a wrestler, not believable. You ready for this, Vito? They were doing this angle with Lacey Evans and Ric Flair, Sugar Daddy, you know, against Charlotte. And Lacey Evans is pregnant in real life. Now, this is the second time this has happened in a year. We know Becky Lynch was the champion last year and had to basically semi-retire. Um, did this ever used to happen back in the day with the women wrestler? Now, I know there wasn't as many in the business and a lot of them were managers and valets. But, man, this is, I mean, if you're in this kind of business, wouldn't you be like, if you're going to plan to be pregnant, wouldn't you say, hey, I'm going to take time off after this because I'm going to start a family like Ronda Rousey was trying? I just find this so weird that they're getting pregnant while they're active on television, which I, if WWE ever gets mad at them, I can't blame them because I don't know. I, I mean, it's not an accident. Like I know you could have unexpected things happen with, with having kids, but this is a business veto. Am I looking at it like – Wrong when I think this way. What's your thoughts? Guys, in the 90s during the Attitude Era when they had all the, you know, the original, let's say the original divas, the original girls, right? Yep. Nobody got pregnant. In the 2000s. Because they didn't want to lose their spot. Right. 2005, 2006, 2007, when Playboy Magazine was going, right? Anybody ever get pregnant? 
right? I'll even take it one further back. The Nitro Girls. Beautiful. Dances. They ever get pregnant? No. You ever hear of any of the cheerleaders for basketball? The Knicks, Cleveland, anybody. You ever hear of any of those girls ever getting pregnant? Oh, and to add to your point, Trish Stratus retired, then had her family. Right. Beth Phoenix retired, then had her family. The Bellas. Retired, had their family. I, of course, there was a respect for yeah. wrestling. Guys, it's just not the same. And you see every young girl today, that's because the pedigree and the, the tradition and the code and everything that was brought you were brought up in wrestling is not practiced today in the dressing room. It's not taught. They all think they're better than that. And like Matt Riddle said, we're more, we're smarter, we're more educated. Now you're a bunch of jack-offs because you don't respect the game. But yet, he's now the U.S. champ, which, again, my theory, you know I'm going to be all on Twitter about this when we get off the air here. Vince McMahon loves Matt Riddle in, in some weird way, like he used to Shawn Michaels, and that's why Matt Riddle's winning titles. Well, So, I, I know it. I just know it. I know did it. Did you happen to see um, MVP talking to Miz just now? I, I didn't hear it, though. I didn't hear no, what he no, said. No, no, no. I watched it on the, on the monitor. Yeah. So, MVP was talking to Miz, and Miz has the money in the bank. So what's to say, Miz, Matt Riddle gets a beatdown, he goes to cash in the bank, he wins, and they take it off him. Oh, they, they could. I don't know. They, you know how they do it, though. They'll have Lashley beat Riddle to win the title back. I mean, that's a no-brainer. But interesting, Vito. Respect. Any last words about respect to the wrestlers that don't know what that means? Guys, all I can tell you is when you're online, right, you have a championship, guys, put it under the table, put it back. Don't put it on your kitchen table. Don't take pictures with it in your bathroom. Don't take – you just don't do these things. If you're the heavyweight champion, your company or an indie fed, don't say of the world because it's not a <laughs> yeah. world title. You're the heavyweight champ of the ABCDEFG Federation. Yeah. You're the face of their small indie company. Be gracious, right? When you see these online feuds, nobody builds up anybody. And I know how many guys I've schooled and I've scolded on. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I'm the world champ. You're not world. You live in a one-horse town. You never travel outside your freaking your barn. How are you a world champion? Good point. As always, Vito, great points. And I hope I hope they listen, you know. I hope so. I and hope they listen. not to disrespect anybody out there. You know, wrestling might be changing, guys. But you know what? There's still a certain amount of code and pride and dignity in this sport. Try to read up on it and, and hit up a veteran. Ask him. There's no shame. Well, as always, Vito, thank you. Another great getting color right here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. Folks, you can follow Vito over on Twitter, at TheBigVitoBrand. Go over to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash TheBigVitoBrand. Heck, you can follow me on Twitter, too, at NoDQ underscore Virtue. But thank you for listening to Getting Color. Again, I can't stress it enough. Check this out on Twitch, on Anchor, TheBigVitoBrand.com, NoDQ.com for the former WCW Hardcore Champion, 
that has some prestige. Big Vito LaGrasso, I am Virtue. Thank you for watching and listening. Please stand by for an important announcement from Big Vito LaGrasso and the Big Vito brand. Yo, Big Vito is back on Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash the Big Vito brand. All new shows, all new behind-the-scenes footage, all new photos. Join up today, the Big Vito brand family on Patreon.